Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. There's been a lot of legal news this week with Donald Trump in D.C. to attend an appeals court hearing over the scope of his presidential immunity as he faces continued prosecution from Jack Smith. You've also got Hunter Biden making his first court appearance in connection to his criminal tax case. Of course, he was charged with nine counts in December. So we're going to dig into some of those issues. Uh, you know, And how does that impact the 2024 election, when you look at the stuff that Hunter Biden is being charged with, as well as what the left is trying to do to Donald Trump. So in this case, we're going to turn to Matt Whitaker for his take on all of this. He, of course, was the acting United States Attorney General under President Trump. He's also an Iowan. So we're going to get his take as someone who was you know, born in Iowa, who attended the University of Iowa. He was a tight end for the Hawkeyes. He also served as the United States Attorney for the Southern District of Iowa. So we're going to get his take on all these legal issues from this past week and, and also get into a little bit of presidential politics as someone who was there in the state of Iowa and who will be out you know, caucusing on January 15th. Stay tuned for Matt Whitaker. Well, Matt, it's great to have you back on. You've been in Iowa. Give us the temperature, you know, what, well, freezing, I'm sure. But, but you know, tell us what you're hearing from voters and uh, caucus goers there. It's interesting. I mean, you know, obviously the circus comes to town every four years. And um, Iowans are a very uh, politically savvy group, especially the base of the base that turns out for the Iowa caucuses. And so there's enthusiasm. I feel, I feel like it's going to probably be similar to 2016, you know, but there's just not as many candidates. Um, and, you know, and so all, all things being equal, I think we're going to have a, a good caucus, a good turnout. It's not going to be probably record breaking um and these candidates uh you know president trump and vivek ramaswamy and uh, governor DeSantis and nikki haley have all uh spent a lot of time there uh and you know uh, the famous thing i like to tell my friends from out of the state you know iowa caucus goers will typically when you ask them who they're supporting to say or if you ask them about a particular candidate they say i really don't know i've only met that person three times so i mean they're very 
you know, they're, they're connoisseurs. They show up, they want to ask their questions. They want to meet these people. And, uh, so I would expect, um, you know, a very discerning, uh, judgment here on, uh, on Monday. Do you think, you know, looking at what the polls have been indicating and then being on the ground, do you think that's what we're going to see? Will there be any surprises? I don't think there's going to be surprises. There's two things I'm watching and, you know, full disclosure, I've endorsed President Trump, who I worked for, and I was exactly attorney general, so I know him well. Uh, but the, the things I'm watching is, you know, does President Trump get over 50% um, of total of the total vote? And then, you know, the record in 1988 was set uh, in a competitive caucus for the margin of victory of 12 points. Um, and so I would, you know, the, the, I would see if, we're, if President Trump can win by more than 12, that would be unprecedented record. You know, the, the highest percent uh, was in 2000. George W. Bush got 41 percent, a little over 41 percent. So those are the two numbers that I'm kind of tracking. I don't believe the polls uh, were... President Trump is not going to win by 30 plus points. If he does, I would say the contest is pretty close to over nationally because that would be a, just a blowout victory. But, you know, I think I think uh, those, you know, smart people that are paying attention think that President Trump's probably going to win by 15 uh, plus points, um, which again would be a record in Iowa caucus history. Well, you know, I, I'm sure he's trying to get as high as he can to try to then, you know, push some of these other guys out of the race and, and clear the field. I wanted to, you know, obviously he was off the campaign trail in D.C. Uh, to attend an appeals court hearing um, about presidential immunity from this prosecution he's facing from Jack Smith. Where do you think that case is going? And, and does he have a case for presidential immunity? Yeah, a couple things. If you think about what he did in 24 hours, he he went to the appeals argument. He flew to Iowa, did the town hall uh, with Martha and um, uh, and Brett, and then and then and then went back to the final the closing arguments uh, for his uh, fraud trial in New York. And then you know in the meantime, you know he's obviously his mother in law has passed away, and so he's dealing with that. You know he's uh, he's he's just tireless. Um, you know, the presidential immunity case is very interesting. And, you know, I've heard a lot of uh, legal commentary, um, you know, uh, across the spectrum. And I think I think there is a belief that certainly there is a limit to presidential immunity. And uh, the question is, are these allegations uh, in Jack Smith's case uh, within the limit, you know, the, the outer bounds of those limits? Because, you know, the the, the media love to talk about this, you know, hypothetical about, you know, if uh, the SEAL Team 6 was ordered to go murder a political opponent. I think everybody, all Americans would agree that's probably outside of the bounds of presidential immunity. And so, uh, you know, but the question is, where are those bounds? And I don't think there's good case law on that right now. And, you know, every, you know, at least I think, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but I, you know, I certainly believe uh, in, in all these President Trump's cases, these are all uh, novel legal theories, right? They're all there's no case law on this. It's never been seen before. It's never um, been tried by prosecutors. You know, when I was a prosecutor here in Des Moines, Iowa for five and a half years, you know, the the cases we would bring were within fact patterns and we had case law and the well-worn road of, of prosecutions. And in Jack Smith cases, he's trying novel legal theories and, uh, you know, Fannie Willis down in uh, Fulton County is trying novel legal theories. Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, novel legal theories, and Letitia James has never brought a case under this code section in New York history. And so all of these things are sort of, uh, you know, first impression. And it's hard 
uh, you know, for somebody like me that, it, it, you know, is kind of a basic blocking and tackling lawyer, you know, main street kind of prosecutor to, 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 to figure out exactly what's going on or how these are going to turn out because, uh, it's to some extent, it's going to depend on the judges, uh, and how, how they ultimately judge these cases and how, what the evidence shows. I, I mean, we know they're going to, you know, keep them pretty tied up in the court over the next few months. Is that their strategy is to keep them off the campaign field? And then also, you know, how will that impact us with, you know, wanting to get him in the White House if he's the nominee? Yeah, it sure looks like that's part of the strategy is to try to bottle him up um, in process and proceedings and not allow him to campaign as much. I mean, yeah, like I said, in the last 24 hours, I mean, he still, he did it in spite of uh, anything. And, you know, he's a very uh, effective campaigner and his people are willing to show up and, and for him. And, you know, he's got obviously a lot of high profile supporters uh, nationally that are also willing to do some of the heavy lifting of the campaigning, but there's no substitute for the candidate. And so, um, you know, it's going to certainly affect that. I, I think the the, the biggest concern I have as I look at these legal proceedings is just how aggressive Jack Smith has been to try to press this Washington, D.C. case. He's got a, he brought the case mostly because, uh, you know, he knew that the judge in Florida was maybe not going to see the world the same way he sees it and, and most likely gives Trump the time he needs, given that he's running a national campaign for president. But I think Jack Smith has found uh, a judge in uh, Judge Shutkin in Washington D.C. that's willing to press this case. Um, but obviously, the immunity case uh, has been appealed already, and, and the Supreme Court didn't put it on a, a rocket docket. So they, you know, the D.C. Circuit has it, and then they'll probably appeal to it on bonk, and then ultimately the Supreme Court. So I don't know if they're going to be able to hold that trial date. It was supposed to start uh, the day before Super Tuesday on March fourth. March 5th being Super Tuesday. Do you think that goal then with Jack Smith is he's he's trying to get a conviction before Election Day? Is that what he's gunning for here? Yes. No no, no doubt in my mind. Uh, the polling shows that a conviction could influence, uh, you know, the swing voters in, in their decisions. And so I think that's exactly what Jack Smith's trying to do. I think it's a shame. You know, defendants typically are given uh, a lot of leniency when it comes to the timing and especially uh, First Amendment considerations and political uh, campaigns are typically given consideration by the courts. But, you know, in this case, obviously, you are never stray too far from Trump derangement syndrome and it affects a lot on the left. And it appears to really, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. is not friendly Trump territory. Uh, and there's not a lot of, you know, friends that he's going to find in the courthouse uh, in Washington, D.C. So we're just going to have to see if people give him a fair hearing and, and consider his legitimate arguments. I mean, it's not hilarious because it's despicable, but I guess there's got to be some humor in the fact that they're talking about a threat to democracy while simultaneously trying to unilaterally remove him from ballots in states and deny people the opportunity to vote for him. But uh, so that's the world that we live in. It, that is... That is the definition of irony. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't, it's not funny, but it's like, I just feel like in this crazy world, you, you almost kind of just have to, to laugh or it's, it's too much. I feel the same way. I, I think that, you know, the other thing that just show, I mean, the left always shows how they really despise uh, our systems and our, you know, uh, constitutional rights and 
the way that Colorado violated the due process uh, of President Trump and took him, removed him from the ballot, and then the way that the main Secretary of State uh, just absolutely unilaterally, uh, you know, used power she thinks she has to take him off the ballot. I just, it shows you the left just it will do anything to not have Donald Trump uh, run for president because they know that, you know, if and when he wins, it is going to change our country for the better and obviously is not going to serve, you know, their world view, which is a steady march towards the cliff of socialism and the ruination of our, you know, liberty and freedoms here in the United States. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Matt Whitaker. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. My biggest concern is I just I don't know how independents are going to view all this when it comes down to, you know, leading into Election Day. I think that's that's the big question mark for me. Do they see this as a political hit job or, or do they buy the argument that they're being told and sold? I don't know. Don't know yet. Um, you know, you're, there's 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 kind of mixed messages out of these swing states in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Arizona, Nevada, those kind of places. Uh, I think it's too soon to tell. I think there's just going to be have to be a lot more road behind us in this 2024 election before we really know what's going to happen. Speaking of you know irony in the sense of what we were talking about with the you know trying to you know talking about democracy while trying to remove him from the ballot, you've also got. 
Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, who is prosecuting Donald Trump from racketeering charges, who has recently been accused of having a romantic relationship with a special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, uh, who, you know, she's involved in this and he's made, I think, something like nearly a million dollars in, in legal fees since he was appointed. Could that sink her case? And, you know, and that obviously she's going after Trump alleging that he's corrupt and then she's engaged in something that is entirely improper and, you know, corrupt. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, how, how do you think this will impact it? Will it impact it? You know, what's, what's your take on that? Quite possibly. Uh, it, it, you know, to some extent it we just, we have an allegation and we don't know the extent of, of this allegation and how much is true. Uh, but you know, certainly on, uh, the headline is very shocking and, you know, the suggestion that the, um, you know, was essentially pushing money to his law firm and then they were dating and going on trips and essentially funding a lifestyle she couldn't afford as a public servant, I think is uh, is offensive. I think the voting public and the taxpayers of Fulton County are going to be very upset if their money was funneled to this guy so that he could romance uh, the prosecutor. Uh, and so, you know, I think we're just going to have to see how it plays out. Ultimately, I'm not sure that it has a dramatic impact into the the Trump case, uh, other than uh, you know, to your point, which is uh, you know, uh, it's 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 pretty rich to have a corrupt prosecutor, you know, uh, accusing somebody else of you know being corrupt. It's it's uh, really irony is probably the best word we have in the English language, but does not do enough to you know really capture what's going on here well it also just kind of like underscores that this is all political right because clear, clearly you know they don't care about democracy if they're trying to remove them from the ballot they don't care about the rule of law if they're doing improper things themselves so you know it just sort of underscores and and you know demonstrates why they're really doing all this yeah and apparently you know, he purchased tickets for them to travel on like cruise lines, like the Royal Caribbean, and they went to Napa Valley. So, I mean, that seems like it should be illegal if she's paying him this money and then essentially sort of getting this kickback in the in the uh, you know in the way of uh, you know travel, paid travel, right, from him. So, I don't know if that's illegal or not, but it should be, or at least it'll. Yeah, like, well, it's certainly unethical, um, you know, and based on. These types of statutes that they're trying to get, you know, to again for the first time apply to, you know, Donald Trump and what they, you know, accuse his behavior of being. Certainly, uh, this sounds like our, you know, a Fannie Willis Rico conspiracy to me, doesn't it? It's it's wild stuff. I wanted to, you know, Hunter Biden uh, interrupted a House Oversight Committee vote um, overholding him in contempt of Congress. Uh, you know, he he showed up. Apparently, they weren't expecting him. Why do you think he did that? Uh, you know, what point was he was he trying to make, and and what do you think their their reasoning? Yeah, was? He, he was trying to make the point that hey, I'm willing to show up. Uh, I've been willing to show up just not based on, you know, I just won't do a closed door deposition. And I think they've done a good job messaging kind of their, their position. I thought your colleague, uh, Jonathan Turley had the best quote of, you know, the coverage, which was, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, uh, you know, be part of the circus, you don't have to put on the big shoes and the red nose and talking about the Democrats, you know, trying to 
uh, support uh, Hunter Biden at that at that at that committee hearing. But you know, Abby Wool is a very talented, sophisticated political operator and lawyer in Washington D.C. So this um, you know was all intentional, and uh, the you know the what happened was exactly what they wanted to happen. And once they had received enough of it, then they walked out and were able to sort of you know make it you know get the video and 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 again overcome. Uh, and change the narrative. Ultimately, there was going to be a hearing to vote on uh, contempt charges, and that was overwhelmed by just you know the spectacle of Hunter Biden sitting in the front row with his lawyers and his you know his uh, bong ripping uh, best buddy and, and benefactor. You know, Eddie also uh, made his first court appearance uh, in his criminal tax case. Uh, he he's been charged with nine counts in December. You know, failure to pay taxes, evasion, assessment of false or fraudulent tax return. We've seen him get a sweetheart deal before. Obviously, it, it blew up, but we, we've already seen uh, his Burisma uh, taxes, the, the, you know, a lapse in, uh, why am I blanking on? Um, oh, statute of limitations. Yeah, we're, yeah, was right out, right? Exactly. Statute of limitations. Thank That's you. Right. My, I'm here. I just I'm here had for a you, Lisa. Fart. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Matt. That's why we have you on. Uh <laughs> Do you think he's just going to, you know, get like a, you know, a pat on the hand or do you think he's in some, you know, yeah. serious trouble here with this? So I, I think he's in serious trouble and I, I, I think he should have been um, in this serious trouble uh, a while back. You know, I think he uh, had this unbelievable sweetheart deal. Not only did the statute of limitations uh, uh, did it run and was allowed to run, which prosecutors should never have done for his most lucrative tax years of 2014 and 2015. But, you know, he was getting kind of this deferred judgment on the guns and he was getting misdemeanors on the taxes. Now he's facing, you know, three felony gun charges, three felony tax charges. Everything else is a misdemeanor. He's going to have probably a misdemeanor contempt of Congress charge potentially if the Department of Justice, you know, is willing to bring that uh, similar to with a charge banning uh, and others, uh, Peter Navarro. And so... All that being said, I think, you know, it is yet to be seen, but this is much more serious than that deal he had up in Delaware where he almost walked away with, you know, with this with a slap on the wrist, to your point. And his attorney, I mean, he helped kind of blow that up, too. So, I mean, do you think would he have been smarter to just, you know, taken some sort of a deal or taken that deal? Yeah, he should have done it much faster. And, and you know, I mean, the, what happened was once the, you know, people started complaining about it and, and shining a lantern on it. Obviously, the judge uh, took a close look at it, and then uh, the U.S. attorney replaced the trial team, who probably took a closer look at it. And, you know, they had a really adva advantageous deal for Hunter, and, uh, you know, just they just couldn't get it across the goal line because there was just too much interest and attention on it. And again, it was, it, you would never have done that deal. I was a U.S. attorney for five and a half years, and you know, you just would have never offered that deal if you were serious about prosecuting someone. And so it just demonstrates what, you know, kind of how um, ridiculous this was. And then they appoint, you know, the special counsel is the guy who had agreed to this deal in the first place. So the whole thing to me seems like Hunter Biden was getting every advantage of being the president's son. And uh, that shouldn't be the case, you know, in our in a system where allegedly, you know, justice is blind. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember those days. 
Um, <laughs> there. Those were nice days, Matt. We don't have those anymore. Do you think Republicans in, in Congress, particularly the House, are, are doing a good enough job of trying to tie Joe Biden into all of this and to try to prosecute the case against him with his business dealings? Uh, Lisa, I think the biggest problem for the Republicans in the House is they just have a very small majority. And so it's hard, you know, if you if you want to put some teeth into what you're doing, ultimately you need to have a block that can, the majority can vote to do things, uh, whether that's to impeach, whether that's to hold people in contempt. When you have a three-vote advantage, it's just very difficult to, to do that kind of business. Um, and so I think there, you know, uh, James Comer, I would point out uh, as, a, as, as an example, example of, of where they've done some good things and turned over some good evidence. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Jim Jordan, uh, it seems to me to be working hard, but he has not turned up as much maybe in his investigation as, as people were hoping. But, you know, that being said, is I, I think they're doing an effective job. Obviously, all of this is done through the lens of politics and it just, you know, then it, then it ends up being, you know, kind of what color jersey you're wearing and what you believe the evidence shows. But there's no doubt that, you know, that Joe Biden knew what Hunter was doing, uh, that he participated in what Hunter was doing, uh, either knowingly or as, you know, as a, as a father who wanted to help his son be successful and that Hunter Biden was uh, selling influence, and especially when his father was the vice president of the United States. There's just no doubt about that. Quick break. More with Matt. Hey, guys, it's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4 available with all wheel drive. Your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like 
like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Do you think voters care or or do you think it's just already kind of baked in the cake that politicians leverage power to enrich themselves and their families? Yeah, I hope we're not to that point yet, Lisa, but I think that there is a lot of cynicism um, uh, among the electorate. They understand that, you know, that that none of these people are perfect and none of these people um, are able to uh, resist power and money. But at the same time, we need to hold everyone to a higher standard and and have everyone, um, you know, do the right thing for the right reason. And unfortunately, uh, we're just not there. And, and obviously, the Bidens have somehow become very wealthy after Joe Biden being in public service for forty years uh, and only having four years uh, outside since of uh, government uh, in the la- since the nineteen seventies. Yeah, I mean, how else does a you know crackhead and a plagiarist become so rich? So uh, <laughs> only in America, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, special place. What do you think the big issues uh, should be for Republicans uh, heading into this election? Well, as I, I mean, I, I get around the state of Iowa right now a lot, and uh, talk to a lot of folks. Uh, obviously, the border is top of mind. There, every community is being affected by the border right now. And what's happening, uh, and it's an insecure border, and in the and the, the the system of asylum, and all those things. And then you know, obviously, the economy. I think a lot of people are not stealing um, the the strength of the American economy, and I think mortgage rates are part of that. You know, it's becoming very hard for anyone to buy a house. Uh, the you know the the interest rate spike has caused mortgage payments to, to almost double if you have to buy a house now from what you would have had. And so I think those are what people are feeling, you know, in, 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 in my home state of Iowa, agriculture issues are very important, as you can imagine, uh, you know, we're a big ag state. And so, uh, but you know, it's the national issues are, are the issues that I think a lot of people are thinking and feeling. Um, I think there's also just sort of what I would describe as a, as a, as a, as a cultural, uh, issues, you know, whether it's the, the drag, queen brunches, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, sort of the whole transgender, the, the men and women's sports, all those issues are, are certainly, uh, people are, are, are thinking about it, concerned about as well. I hope that we, you know, effectively prosecute the case on, on all of those fronts. Matt, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Always enjoy talking with you. Lisa, I am a big fan of yours. And I think, uh, you know, I'm always look forward to when I can catch you on television and you know i think your podcast is wildly successful even though you know your producer is kind of marginal at best but you know otherwise <laughs> otherwise uh, i always enjoy uh spending time with you so thanks for having me on today and for those listening we say that in jest because they're friends so <laughs> matt always appreciate you coming on i feel the same about you so appreciate you uh bring us your insight and for taking the time my friend thank you all right thank you That was Matt Whitaker. Appreciate him taking the time to come on the show. Great guy. Always fun having him on. I want to thank you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, for putting the show together. Until next time. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 